One's life does not consist in the abundance of possessions, but by being rich toward God. Amen. It is true that at times the things that bring us life are at the cost of the very life of another. The work of an artist, the work of a prophet, the work of a preacher is a singular focus to speak the truth. Here at All Souls, we are a place that values truth-telling. And sometimes, I would dare say most times, truth is hard to hear. In fact, if it is easy to hear, I would suggest it is not full truth. The full truth is always hard to hear. It is also hard to say. The work of an artist, preacher, prophet, any truth-teller is a work that is laden with anxiety because saying difficult things is a great responsibility and often has great consequences. I want to say that almost every time I preach, I begin with an overwhelming hope. That hope, my deep desire, is to tell you all that you are loved, that God loves you, and that you, that we, are exactly enough as we are. And then I read the gospel. It's funny. There are few gospel passages that are so simple as you are loved, God loves you. Most gospel stories are like the one we have today. They are a challenge to us as individuals and as a community. Most gospel stories, when told truthfully, are hard to hear. The gospel truth is hard to hear because it comes from a prophetic tradition and a teacher who dares to question the regimes that are in power and that benefit the powerful. As theologian Walter Brueggemann states, the prophets speak in language that on the one hand is porous and elusive and slippery, on the other hand is dangerous and offensive and scandalous to people who live inside the regime. It is very hard to hear that I am inside the regime. It is hard to hear that what brings me life is often at the cost of another's very life. That is what we are told in today's gospel, and yes, it is hard to hear. It is hard to hear that when I store up earthly possessions, that I am, as the gospel states today, a fool. Nobody wants to be a fool. But how can any of us stop being foolish if we cannot hear that we are acting foolishly? To stand up here today and tell you that you are foolish for hoarding your goods or for storing up earthly possessions is not my goal or my intent. 
I don't have to because Jesus already did. (laughs) Jesus tells a story to us in which God says unapologetically to the person seeking answers, you fool. I'm not, however, going to tell any of you today that you are a fool. What I am going to do, though, is to stand with you as we hear you fool. What I am going to do is say to you that in hearing this gospel today, I am confronted and indicted. What I am going to do is say to you that this truth is hard to hear. What is it then that will allow us all to hear the difficult truth in our gospel week after week, day after day? What is it that will move us to not only hear the truth, but to be transformed by it? Because our transformation is the goal of our Savior, and this world will not be transformed until we are. Walter Ziffer is a local writer and theologian and Holocaust survivor. And he says that his ability to navigate seven different concentration camps and survive the Holocaust was grounded in one foundational reality, in one singular truth. And I quote, My parents provided me with a definite identity. He said, I was somebody. I came into the Holocaust with a feeling of internal security and worth. For Walter, this truth of belonging and worth made it possible for him to withstand the worst of humanity, the worst of a death-dealing regime. What Walter possessed and still possesses, I will say, is resilience. This resilience is born out of that truth of internal security and worth, and thus our resiliency is also deeply grounded and rooted in that truth that, yes, we are loved that God loves us, and that we are worthy of that love. I want to tell you a story about our neighbor, Walter. A story about the dealings of life and death and resiliency. As I noted earlier, Walter was moved to seven different concentration camps during the Holocaust. While in Auschwitz, the then 15-year-old Walter was walking the grounds when he witnessed guards brutally beating one of his friends. He began to cry out loud and was spotted by the capo. Now the capo is a guard who is also a prisoner, but the capo is spared the death dealing of the Nazi soldier if the capo does the death dealing work for the Nazi soldier. This capo spotted young Walter and took him under his wing. He removed him from the grounds and walked him into his office. In his office, he opened his cabinet and gave young Walter a piece of bread, a source of nourishment no prisoner had access to. As he handed it to Walter, he said to him, Walter, stop crying and forget everything you saw. 
here, eat this bread. Walter Ziffer lived to tell that story over and over as a speaker, as a preacher, as a teacher, as a writer. He's well into his 90s now and is still speaking his truth. Walter says about that moment that it was then when the capo handed him that piece of bread and he ate it that he knew that life and death can be dealt from the same hand. That what gave him life was at the expense of the very life of another. Walter's resiliency, though, came from his truth of self-worth and identity. He knew who he was, and he dedicated the rest of his life to leveraging his power found in his very survival for the justice for all. He speaks truth and tells his story, millions of people's story, about death-dealing regimes, the story he refused to forget even though he ate the bread. How will we build the resiliency to leverage our power for the life of others if we cannot see that our power has costs? If we cannot hear, you fool, how will we transform our foolish ways if we refuse to see that the cost of our power and privilege is often at the cost of the very life of another? The truth is that we can't. We won't be transformed if we cannot hear the truth of the artist, the preacher, the prophet, the oppressed, if we cannot hear God say to us, you fool, so the truth is, we are all fools because we are all benefiting from life which comes at the cost of the life of another. The truth is, we all have some power, some privilege that we are being asked by Jesus in our gospel today to not store up for ourselves, but to leverage for the well-being of all. And the truth is, just like Walter we are loved. We are loved. God loves us. And although we are at times privileged at a cost, at times we are fools, we are also worthy of God's love. Our work moving forward is to believe this, to believe this so that we can hear the gospel truth, and be transformed by it. In a minute, we will come to this table and we will receive bread, like the bread that young Walter ate. This bread we will receive also comes at a cost. It comes to us at the cost of the very life of another. But as we receive it, rather than being told to forget, we are told to remember, to remember who we are and that we are loved. Bread we receive today is nourishment for our souls so that we can build the resiliency to hear 
what God needs us to hear about ourselves and about the world. And then find the courage and the love to use our resiliency to leverage our power for justice for all. Last night, before I went to sleep, this is where I had intended to end my sermon. And then I woke. I woke this morning to the news that 29 more innocent people are dead, and dozens more in critical condition following two mass shootings in the last 24 hours, one in Texas and the other in Ohio. Friends, if we continue to dwell in the false narrative that guns are to protect people, that assault rifles in the hands of civilians are a matter of constitutional right, then indeed we are fools. Let me be very clear that guns in the hands of civilians are always, always for the purpose of protecting the biggest barns and the people who own them. And when we value protecting our barns and our possessions more than the very life of another, we are all fools. What will it take to hear we are fools? How many lives does our not hearing have to cost? How many children have to die before we change our foolish ways? I have taken to this pulpit too many times following a mass shooting at the hands of fearful men. As a mother, and as a priest, and as a Christian, I will be silent no longer. And so I will speak this truth. The NRA and other gun rights lobbyists have no interest in protecting us. They are only interested in protecting their big barns and the white supremacist power that they have hoarded within them. This is the truth. And although hard to hear, has been laid on my heart today. And in honor of all of the lives that have been lost, I will speak this truth. This day, my, ours, and our children's lives are being demanded of us. Will we hear the truth, or will we shrink to the death-dealing regimes? Will we speak truth, or will we eat the bread and forget everything we have seen? God have mercy on our souls. <laughs>